Hey everybody, my name is Bob, and welcome to the Late Night Playlist. Go ahead and grab your favorite adult beverage and get ready to talk about the album of the week with my friends and me. Let's get started. Hey, good evening everybody. Good morning. Good afternoon. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Hey, welcome to the Late Night Playlist. Uh, we got uh, with us this evening, Brett, Derek, and Tom, and I'm Bob. And tonight we're going to talk about Ray Wiley Hubbard. He's got nothing to do with the space telescope. Is that correct? As far as I know, but okay. it's, a, it's a small world. So it's a small world. <laughs> and if he doesn't, that that is a mistake. If yeah. he doesn't, if he doesn't, that's a mistake. Okay, <laughs> that so is he, a mistake. He may have something to do with the space telescope, but we're not sure. <laughs> we will investigate that this evening. It's the Hubbard Space Telescope. The it's Hubbard Space double. Telescope. Right. <laughs> it's just sees double. It's fine. just sees double. <laughs> And and the album we're talking about tonight is co-starring. Co-starring, yeah, it's right. him with a bunch of guests. Uh, him with a bunch of guests, guest musicians and singers and stuff. Right, yeah. right. Which was pretty impressive. Yeah, it, it was. It was a, a lot of good people on this album. With yeah. him. I mean, let's start out at the top: Ringo Starr, Don Was, Joe Walsh, yeah, you know, Chris Robinson, and. You know, the Cadillac Three, Pam Tillis, you know, Paul Nelson, Elizabeth Cook. There's you ever listened to uh, Outlaw Country on Sirius Radio. They're, they're hosts right. on there as well as musicians. Um, Tyler Bryan and the Shakedown. Ashley McBride. Right, yeah. Larkin Poe, which we talked about. So, and several others that are also fantastic in their own way. But yeah. it's, uh, it's just... Uh, and I picked it because to me this album's just a lot of fun. So it's uh well, he's got a song called "Drink Till I See Double," double so right? Must be yeah. Associated with the telescope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, I, I do uh, like that song. I'm gonna drink till I see double, then I'm gonna take one of you home. <laughs> one of you <laughs> home. <laughs> I always took the wrong one. Uh, ain't, ain't that the truth? Eventually, you got the right one. Uh, no, no, that never happened. <laughs> So speaking of drinking, what's everyone having tonight? I got something new. Okay. It's made by Aslan that also makes the volcano sauce, but it's called Daddy Juice. Daddy Juice. Ooh. Okay. And it's uh sound. You want to be ale. drinking that? I was gonna say it sounds like it's a slang you. term for <laughs> you got, you got daddy issues. Yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> Sour ale brewed with blueberry, mango, and vanilla. Oh, it does sound good. That sounds so, good. Yeah. It, is, yeah, it is very good. Questionable name, but sounds good. So, daddy, uh, well, it's you could go either way, I guess, with daddy juice, right? So, so Tom, I'll wake there's... up with a puddle beside me tonight. I used to get these calendars of words that are no longer being used or terms no longer being used. And one of them was called old man's milk, which was a reference <laughs> to, uh, I think it was basically whiskey. You know, it was like the old men would just sit around and drink whiskey and stuff. They called right. old man's milk. Yeah. I'm so, glad that is a term no longer used, used. because <laughs> that's not what I was I, thinking. I will bring it back into use. <laughs> so there you go. Make it a quest. I'm going to give you some of that old man's milk. <laughs> Brett, what are you drinking? This is Purple Wolf uh, by Jackie O's Brewery in Athens, Ohio. I'm seeing a pattern in your drinking. There so. is a most definite pattern. That's what's in my keg right here. Okay. <laughs> That's what happens. Now, how many kegs can you have going at once? Just one? Two. 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 Yep. Two of the, what, one six-barrel kegs or something? Yeah. Like that? Okay. Now, now, that being said, one is always a Mystic Mama. That's their flagship IPA. Okay. The other rotates. So it kind of depends on what they have and what my mood is when I'm buying. But uh, uh, this one's a, uh, what do they call it, a New England-style IPA. So a little cloudy. Pretty nice. So they distribute to Florida just in case, you know, you move out of the area and have to... They do not. And this has caused Holly and me a great deal of distress. <laughs> a great deal of distress. Uh, you know, We've tried oh. to that's that's unfortunate, but you know, you do have Cigar City down that way, which makes a pretty good uh 
beverages cigar, as well. Cigar City is good, but you know what? Uh, Jackie O's remains our favorite brewery, okay. and it's just daggone it, you know, and can't get it down there very easily. So we'll figure out something. As much ready. money as you spend on them, I would think they would figure out a way to they ship would, it. He to figured you. out a distributorship deal down there or something <laughs> like that. It's uh, <laughs> Bob's well, right. You can you can either go through DeSantis or Disney. Either way, it'll work out. Yeah, one way or the other, you'll one. get it there, yeah. right? So, Bob, um, what's your I, drink of choice? I went with a uh, Saranac S'mores Porter uh, oh. for, for this one because I had right. one. Uh, so nice. that's what I went with. And because we're doing Ray Wiley Hubbard, I'm going to go with the Wild Turkey 101 because it seems Ooh. like it would be the kind of drink he would appreciate. It does. <laughs> it does. That, that will do it. You know. You know. Uh, since since we're in the in the mix here, uh, and you guys were were getting off track uh, so often <laughs> the last time around, uh, I'm going to come out and say that. This dude reminds me of a, an updated version of David Allen Coe. Oh, I, I can definitely see that. Yeah, I, I can see that. It's uh, probably cut a little, from the same cloth, cleaner. right? Yeah. yeah, I mean he's he's not uh, he's not David Allen Coe. He's an updated version. Yeah, of, you know he's a 2020 version of David Allen Coe. David Allen Coe. Yeah, yeah, he's been around that? forever. I'm sure those two have crossed paths at some oh, point. Yeah. His, in the past. his yeah. big break was writing a song called "Up Against the Wall," redneck. Redneck wall. Was that okay? All right, I know that song. Yeah, I didn't realize. I tell you what, that. Bob, I agree with you, but I throw in a lot of Tom Petty too. There's, mm. there's, yeah, man, I got a lot of Tom Petty out of this. Well, he did reference Tom Petty in what Rock Gods or something like that. Song yeah, Rock right? Gods. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the song, uh, probably the biggest song that I know by Ray Wiley Hubbard is one called Snake Farm that he did. And they'll play it on the Outlaw Country radio station here on Sirius XM. And apparently that's how Ringo Starr discovered him. He'd heard that song, <laughs> wanted to find hmm. out who it was that was was doing that, became a fan. So, Well, I guess when Ringo Starr calls somebody and says, hey, find out who this is. It happens. Uh, they they find it out happens. who it is. <laughs> yeah. Joe Walsh and Ringo are brother-in-laws. You guys know that? No, what? I did not know that. Yes. I did not know that. They married uh, sisters. So No shit. Uh, yeah. No joke. So that's why you see him on a lot of the, like when you see Ringo Starr, like all-star uh, band. Okay. There will be Joe Walsh. And then on here, there's Ringo Starr, Joe Walsh. I'm, I'm, certain that they talk often and that would be a fascinating thanksgiving day <laughs> table to sit around so so are you saying that joe gets dragged along joe may get dragged along but or ringo may get dragged right. along. right well, i'm just trying to, say to figure out which goes. way this goes you know good peace question neither of them are slouches no, peace, are and love, peace and love and ringo just turned 80 recently He's in his he's, 80s. He's pretty close. Yeah. I'm sure Joe's yeah. uh, Joe's up there. He's got to be in his 70s by now. He's probably 76 or so, I think. Okay. I don't know his birthday, but 70s. Yeah. Life's been good to him. Yeah. So far. <laughs> far. <laughs> <laughs> what anyway. a great – well, so this was a great, great pick. And obviously the first song, Bad Trick, had had them on there. And – what a great way to start the album. So, you know, like we said, start strong and in strong. Uh, that was a good, good start to this album. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I enjoyed it. I think uh, I'm probably diving in deeper than I should this early, but one of the things I thought was interesting was uh, I listened to this song or this album, sorry, this album several, several times. Like it was oh. not a long album. Uh, and, no. Uh, I listened to it a lot and I started realizing I was enjoying what I was hearing uh, quite, quite a lot. And what's interesting is how different the songs are from one another. Uh, he captured, um, I, I figured out that there was country on here, just straight up old country style. There's straight up new country style. There's rock on here. And he got awful close to some gospel at, at one point, you know, on hummingbird, uh, he got really close. So depending on what mood you're in, you're probably could 
you could find it on here that matches your mood, whatever you want to hear. So to put all that on one album and with a whole slew of guests, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a solid album. I had heard bad trick first and decided I better check out the rest of the album and really enjoyed it. Just, yeah, it's a solid offering. I mean, did he write all the songs? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. That's a, you know, I, I, I looked around a little bit and I probably could have done some more research. Uh, I didn't actually, uh, get a chance to grab a hold of the album. I kind of ran behind. I got busy this week. Uh, you know, there's so much going on at my house with nobody else being here. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't find anything really much about this album. I even looked at the, uh, I, who was it? Metal something machine. I can't remember the name of the, uh, who is it? Big machine, big machine records. That's it. Uh, I looked at their website to see if I could find out more about yeah. the album. And, and they really didn't talk much about this album on, no, on their website. Probably a lot of the press releases were probably just talking about him, all the guests he was probably playing with on it. And yeah. Yeah. That was really it. It was without a lot of going into what went behind it. Yeah. You know, all, all these really cool people are here and uh, that's about it. Yeah. So it was kind of hard to figure out what all was, what all went into it, you know? Yeah. I got the sense and I, I could be a hundred percent wrong. I got the sense that he wrote this material. Um, he didn't, he doesn't seem like the kind that uh, just judging by the names of some of them, but he just seemed like this was his music, you know, and, and he's too old now to give a shit. So he's, he's going to play what he <laughs> wants to play. Yeah. That's the advantage as you get older, you give less shits about things and just do what you want to. Right. Yeah. Do what you want to do. Yeah. So if I mean, seriously. Look, if you, you look at the Big Machine start. website, they're probably pretty busy with Taylor Swift. Oh, she on that uh, one. Okay. Taylor well, Swift, Dolly Parton. Flats. So, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, he's not their he's not their big name. So. Yeah. Gotcha. He's not their big name, but yet Ringo Starr's playing with him. <laughs> You know what I'm trying to it's yeah. uh <laughs> yeah. Not to mention a bunch of other people. There is a follow-up album and I need to listen to it. I haven't listened to yeah, it. Yeah, co-starring too. Yeah. He does. So uh, okay. I don't wanna I don't wanna taint the album because I love the album. I thought the album was terrific. Uh like I said, it could no matter what mood you're in, I started out the day in a kind of a bad mood. And uh there's some there's a song there that fits. And uh, that's impressive. That's hard to do. One of the things I, I realized reading, because I didn't know this man. I hadn't heard this guy ever. And I was reading a lot, reading a bit about him. And you know, there's there's things out there. He's known. But um, uh, he was kind of victimized by some of his early record labels. And uh, there was at one point... He, he had an album that he recorded. He said, this is the album I want. This is it. I'm done. I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. And the label changed it. The label changed it. Now, imagine the audacity to, to, to take something that the artist created. This is it. You know, I'm done with it. I'm happy with it. Change it. Uh, think about that. Uh, that. That would put you in a bad spot because you want to you know, obviously you don't want to be poor. You want to make money off this thing that you just put all this time and effort into. And at the same time, you just feel like you got raped, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, you professionally were raped. The record uh, that, label just wants to sell a can of beans. Yeah. That's absolutely correct. Uh, we've they been talking care about what's in it. They just want to sell it. They just want to make certain to make a profit off of it. Right. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, so, yeah. Sounds like he's an artist, you know. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's the sign. You got screwed here, over by what, your record company. Here's what record labels. Here's what record label knows. The song "Live and Let Die" by Paul McCartney. He apparently turned it into the record label, and they sent it back thinking it wasn't finished yet. You know that, you know, and 
what an amazing song it was, but right. you know, they just didn't so think I it was, was a song. So I was looking at the credits for uh co-starring two. Mm-hmm. And Ray wrote either all or co-wrote. He wrote or co-wrote all of the okay. songs. So, so I think go. that's his big thing. He's a songwriter. Right? Yeah, that's probably yeah. true. Yeah. And, you know, he's probably not got that sexy thing that, that radio or MTV or VH1 wants to hear. So, you know, he's got to get some folks to help him sell these songs. So more power to him. Yeah. So it's it's amazing. He seems to be finding his most success after he got into his uh, social security age. You know, <laughs> I want to say something, and I mean this with all sincerity. I think that's good. I can't imagine me when these people peaked in high school. You know what I'm trying to say? Or right, right, right. Early on, yeah. and then yeah. you have to spend the next you know fifty to sixty years. Or maybe seventy, even you know, and that. But if your career is slowly keeps getting better as it goes on, you know, or what's, right. that's uh, that's all right. I could handle that. That would be well. It makes life worth living. I mean, I right, I, absolutely. Hats well, you know, there's only this. two things in life that make it worth living: <laughs> titties and beer. <laughs> Well, I was thinking guitars in tune and good and firm feeling women. Okay, well that'll do it too. So that's a <laughs> all right, same thing, right? Well, I was all the same answer. Last last time we went on uh, Charlie Daniels. This time I went with Waylon Jennings. Jennings, know? okay, that's fine. I, I think Waylon may have appreciated some Ray Wiley Hubbard. Yeah, I think so. I think they would have been in the. Same I think vein. it may have been some mutual appreciation <laughs> yeah. there. I would like to think. I don't know either one of them, but that's. Uh... It seems like they may have had uh, some backgrounds if, if, that were similar at times. Yeah. If Waylon ever sang any Ray Wiley Hubbard songs. That would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, they, they they definitely, I mean, they Waylon's been dead for a while, but uh, they certainly crossed a few decades. So, yeah. you know, there's certainly yep. a possibility. Well, I got the Google up. Not the Google. All right, Tom. <laughs> We're once again counting on you to enlighten us. Waylon James Ray Wiley Hubbard. Yep. Not Hubble. Hubbard. Hubbard. I'm the still Hubble going tell with us, Hubble. The Hubble sees one image. The Hubbard sees two. So, that's a... <laughs> so I don't see any direct connections beyond he was part of the outlaw movement so right. you know okay yeah well, you know fuck it man you just ride the horse into oblivion doesn't way one have a son he does it's, yeah shooter. shooter shooter yeah about shooter and ray wiley any I had already shut down the Google. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, once you shut down the Google, you're not getting it back up for that day. It takes too much energy. I mean, when you're in your 50s, you only get the Google up once a day. It's just the way <laughs> it is. To, there has to be a little blue pill for this. Um, screen time has a left. Oh, hey, so I, I did, a search, did a search for Shooter Jennings and Ray Wiley Hubbard. <laughs> Oh man! And the first hit is a, is a video: Shooter Jennings, Lucas Nelson, and Ray Wiley Hubbard. Oh, there so, you go. Wow. So Fuck there's the, the connection. Yep, we have found the connection. Uh, How about that? So it's a uh, not that Shooter sounds like his daddy, but he's enjoyable in his own right. Right. Certain. Yep. I tell you that apparently I, a hell of a producer too. So I saw a picture of him back in 2018. That some bitch has still got a full head of hair. Right? <laughs> that's that's admirable for a gentleman <laughs> of his age. You talking about Hubbard? Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. No, yeah, okay. some, some people get Either it. That or it's a wig. Who cares? <laughs> okay. I, I, that full head of hair. That full head of hair departed a long time ago for me. So that's he's, uh, he's wearing a hat. You know they make those hats that have the hair on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's hard Sean's to tell. Got, Sean's wearing that yarmulke right now. 
right? <laughs> a little beanie. So, a little beanie. That's a better word for it. Yeah. Trying to find a hat without a brim because the brim was casting too much shadow. I hear you. That's uh, right. Us bald guys got to deal with that. All shit. right. Let's get the lights. Just, just a shiny bright spot right there in the forehead. So it's. Uh, so what? What? Like so, how did Mass Society take this album? I I was trying to find this. It looks like Bad Trick, maybe gets the most playtime. Yeah, it or... does. It's by and far the most playtime according to Spotify, and it had a video out there. It had all the the cast in it. It was at the beginning of the pandemic, and you yeah, know, people were, you know, the cast weren't the the performers. I should say, not the cast were. They weren't together in a the video. They were recording separately yeah. and they mixed it all oh, together good. but it was at the early part of the pandemic so it was probably probably got more views than than right. you, you know may have otherwise but what was i mean sean i don't want this is your album but yeah like i'm just curious like what was everybody's favorite song off this because i Mine would depend on my mood. I can tell you that, that, that right and now. That's, oh, that's, that's a Brett. That's, that's a stupid question. How can you ask that when it's got a song on it named Mississippi John? John Hurl. Oh, exactly. We knew, we knew Bob was going directly to that one, and it's a great song. I'm not. It is a great song. But Brett, I'm, I'm kind of with you there. Depending on my mood, maybe what I yeah. want to hear. I mean, obviously Mississippi John Hurt would just mention being a great song. Bad Trick, I think, is a great song, and. uh in a drink till I see double, I've, I've laughed pretty hard at that one a few times. You know, and I, you I, know, honestly, today the hum uh, hummingbird, hummingbird was my favorite. Okay, uh, and, and like I said, that is that's getting close to a gospel tune in places, and yeah. what a great great song! And I'll tell you, a solid song on here is "Fast Left Hand." Yeah, um, it is. Man, yeah, that was they were eating those guitars up right there. I mean, that was yeah, that Cadillac, was like the Cadillac Three. You know, that you was admire, solid. You got to admire a guy that's got a fast left hand. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were doing good. Did you see that? Did you guys watch the video of that one? No, no I did not. I watched the video. So so the guys playing. Um, uh, you guys will have to help me out here, but it's the it's a flat guitar where they got the, the straps and and he's he's got the the bar in his left hand and and playing like the guitar slide guitar type. It's a slide thing. guitar type of thing. Okay. And man, he was he was going to town on that thing, and that that that's a rocking tune. So um, on on that, let me tell you this story. I'm in New Orleans once. Uh, wasn't Fat Tuesday, but it was a couple of days before Fat Tuesday, and the party was uh, going hard and heavy. I was staying at this hotel down there and went to the hotel bar, sat down, and it was a round bar, not thinking anything of it, ordered whatever it was, a hurricane or whatever I'd been drinking all day, ordering more of it. And at some point, I realized when I sat down, I was like looking out over in one way. Now I was seeing a completely different you know, thing in the distance. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? The bartender's like, yeah, the bar spins just very, very slowly. You know, <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're going to have to excuse me. I'm going to go throw up. Right. Yeah. right. That just, that was, uh... <laughs> That's kind of a dirty trick to do at a bar. Oh, yeah. Like spit it. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. That's that's rude. Yeah. Well, just and when you got to do that, you don't ever draw attention to yourself. You just kind of turn your head and do it and get back to work. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you know, if there's any place that's acceptable to throw up, it'd probably be New Orleans. <laughs> Around that time of year. Each uh, seat comes with a bucket. A bucket. Yeah, right. So anyway, I was, last time last time I was in New Orleans, I was went to a brewery. I found a brewery that was, you know, kind of within within a, a long, long walk or run distance. So I, I run there literally and then I'm sitting there having my beer and I I had my back to the door, which is stupid. So word to you guys all and the listeners. 
when you sit down in an establishment, don't put your back to the door. Oh, doorway. I'm with you there. I always no, try to get where I can see the door. Yeah. What did that Mattis was stupid. Say? What did Mattis say? Figure yeah. out you got to have a plan I for killing to, everybody in the room, room or something like that. You yeah. walk in and you can't uh, do that with your back to the door. He's absolutely right. He's God stupid. So I'm sitting there enjoying my beer and looking at the untapped app and all that good stuff. And I hear a scuffle behind me and I'm mostly deaf anyway, but I hear a scuffle and I look up and because my back is to the door, I'm the nearest to the door. I look up and everybody is looking at me in this, in this place. This is the first time I've ever been there. So everybody's looking at me and I'm like, something's wrong. So I turn around in time to see, people throwing knives at each other outside. There was some fight that had <laughs> broken out and everybody's throwing knives at each other. Oh shit. So I did like any other good drunk would do. And I turned around and kept drinking my beer. You know and I thought? <laughs> you know, so this does not involve me. Right. So, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, As Douglas I, Adams would say, that's an SCP. Someone else's someone problem. Else's problem. Right. Right, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that beer. And, you don't uh, have to file. You don't have to file a report if you didn't see anything. So you know, try to say, brother, I'm with you. <laughs> I was busy drinking. Sorry, <laughs> slept through it. It's like walking into work and seeing something, and just walking right back out of the. That's right. <laughs> <'Cause it's... laughs> I was sick that day. <laughs> I did not see that happen. Right, right. I, I don't know what was happening there. I was not paying attention. Not, not there. It didn't happen. Yeah. I just yeah. didn't see it. No idea. <laughs> so, Do yeah. any of you guys have um, satellite radio? No. Okay. Canceled it. Okay. I was going to say, if you have, if you have at the Outlaw Country channel is a good one, especially if some of the DJs, Elizabeth Cook and Mojo Nixon, Elizabeth Cook, who's on this album, as part of the scene double song, Mother Mojo Nixon in the afternoon. Oh my God, hilarious. They're just. They did not songs. play enough David Allen Cove for me. Really? You should listen to Mojo more because he played it. <laughs> I remember that in the afternoon. So. I need a radio format that is all David 24 hours a day. <laughs> I was going to say Pandora, but Pandora doesn't do that. You pick an artist and they play a song and then they play like. 12 dozen songs from other artists before they get back to the one you. Well, and even most of the streaming services, the good David Allen Co. stuff's not no there. Longer not there, there, there anymore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, most I still got it on is. cassette. <laughs> it's a little too forever. adult for, uh, for, for anything. Yeah. Get you arrested for pornography. Sally. Yeah. <laughs> Get you arrested for pornography right, right there. Right. <laughs> Take you right back to the 1950s. I Up against the David wall, redneck right mother. Not for pornography. Oh, I'm sure he did. Well, I know Johnny it's, Cash. He went to jail for a while, right? Long before Rodriguez stole that goat. He's been the rhinestone cowboy for so long for you can't so long, remember. I can't remember. <laughs> and he can sing any song Hank Williams, Williams ever, ever wrote. wrote. That's right. <laughs> uh, you know, that's All a right. good one. <laughs> All right. Up against okay. the wall, you redneck mothers. <laughs> Sean, what? how did you come across this? I'm pretty certain I, I well, I had heard Ray Wiley Hubbard on the Outlaw Country Channel multiple times, different songs. And and I came across Bad Trick. It was at the beginning of the pandemic. I, I bet it was on YouTube or something, to be honest yeah. with you, and decided I should listen to the rest of this album, you know, because I like that one a lot. And especially once I found out it was him and a bunch of guests, you know, and I'm like, okay. And those albums can go either way. Sometimes they suck, you know, and sometimes they're really, really good, depending on who you got with them and, and to me, this is one of the better ones because it sounds like Ray, they let Ray Wiley Hubbard write his own material. It wasn't just throwing two people together and, you know, and seeing what it was. So it's stuff that worked guys, out well. Do you ever use the the notes app on your phone? I do not. No. Sometimes. So so I use it a lot. And I, I hope that if I ever die unexpectedly, 
one of you guys will come tap into my phone and delete <laughs> the content. You need to send us your password or your code to get into it. If All right. I'm so about to die, if I'm about to die, I will. Okay. And but I anytime I run across new music that I think sounds cool, I go in and I've got an open note that I collect it in. Okay. And so that I don't forget and I can go back and find it. Yeah. And so that's why I always ask, how did you come across it? Gotcha. Because if I'm reading a book or a magazine or listening to something, I go in and make a note so I can go back and check it out further. And why don't you want people to know this after your <laughs> oh, well, I imagine it's the other notes that are the problem. <laughs> oh, I, I use it for I use it for shopping lists. I use it for reminder lists. I, I do a lot of writing in it. Like uh you know just you have thoughts that come across at certain points and I go in and I put down my thoughts and and uh it, you know, I think one of these days I could probably print that some bitch out and put a pretty, pretty good book out. <laughs> there you go. So, Tom, passwords, networks. Oh, there we go. I, okay, I, okay. Yeah. I I had read the biography of Warren Zevon called "I'll Sleep When I'm Dead." Yeah, and um, it it's not a great biography. It's just mo- it's not well written. Let me say that. There's a lot of interesting <laughs> stories in there. But the way it was um, organized and presented could have been better. Anyway, his son, his dad, you know, obviously he knew he was dying and told his son, after I die, I want you to come and get my porn collection, you know, that he had. And he sounds like, yeah, okay. He goes, at the time, I did not realize that the porn collection were videos of him, my dad, and all these various women. They were not. It was not third-party porn. It was first-party porn that uh, (laughs) – You know, because this isn't like he's like, yeah, didn't tell me that, you know, maybe, maybe dad should have mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> was, that'd be tough. Yeah, delete. <laughs> yeah, it's you got to you got to see at least the first two seconds to understand delete it. Though. Yeah. OK, got to burn the tape, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> so anyway, Tom, that's what you remind me of. You're like, I need you to guys come and delete stuff off my phone. <laughs> Uh, but, we should have a pact. Yeah. I'll say every <laughs> but, uh what we'll do is we'll just we'll just schedule a month where uh you know it's it's one person's responsibility each month the, to go around and delete everybody else's phones. Else's phones. If, if, they, so, if, so, if something should happen to right. them, it's their responsibility to delete right. it. Yeah. Actually, wait a minute. No, there's gotta be a logical way of doing this. So <laughs> we we all have one google drive file or something it has our phone password in it (laughs) and yeah and it has all no no like tom's notes are on that oh we're helping them on the same drive they're all on the same drive (laughs) oh yeah but we can't do that why well because because then you could see everybody's notes yeah well but if i can delete them if if i have the responsibility to delete then i have it's okay to yeah. delete them after we're dead. It's just not yeah. okay to see them while we're alive. Well, how, well, how I do don't do mind those? if you guys see it. Well, there you go. That's where I was. I'm like, yeah. this has got to be difficult, damn it, or it's not worth it. You, you, you think any other friends have this sort of pact going on? You know? <laughs> oh, I'm certain. I, I think. I think packs like this do exist. I think this is pretty common, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I'm actually involved in three of these already, so this is not first world problems. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to rattleshake. Rattlesnake, rattlesnake shaking woman. woman. Bucking A. Now now Brett earlier you had asked uh uh favorite songs and and tom you were exactly dead straight on the every song on this album was good i like it but let's face the fucking facts here yes mississippi john hurt amen brother hey (laughs) if you're gonna fucking name a song mississippi john hurt it damn well better be the best fucking song on an album (laughs) absolutely just the way it is pam tell us yeah pam tell us yeah yep 
It's a great one. No yeah. doubt about it. The only it. way it would have been better is if you'd had Mel stuttering through it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that would have been awesome. Wait, are, are are Mel and Pam related? Yeah, isn't that her dad? Yeah. Is it really? I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of country music artists named Tillis. Well, okay, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it, as Stephen Wright said, it's a small world, but I wouldn't want to paint it, you know. Yeah, it's you uh, <laughs> How big is the brush? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So th- there is some other family relation on this uh, album, um, the song R-O-C-K with Tyler Bryan and the Shakedown and Rattlesnake Shaking Woman with Laura Compoe. Uh, the lead singer Laura Compoe and Tyler Bryant are husband and wife. Right. So uh, And, and, and the... Laura Compoe themselves are, are related. Sisters. Well, they're yeah. sisters. Yep. So Smack my ass and call me Sally. Hello, <laughs> Sally. Pretty... Yep. That's pretty good. Yeah. They will so, occasionally play together out there, uh, you know, live and stuff. It's well, I mentioned the Joe Walsh and Ringo Starr are brother in laws, mm-hmm. right? That's another family connection. Yep. Yep. Paula Nelson's the daughter of Willie Nelson, but Willie's not on this album. So I guess that's not much of a. <laughs> well, Willie connection. was dead. He had a good excuse. Or no, 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 no Willie's still no, around. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wayland, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. Willie's still, <laughs> Willie is still with us. So, uh, stop, stop, stop. I caught, I caught myself. <laughs> no, no, no. Will, Willie's still with us, thankfully. Conspiracy. That's it. Sure, <laughs> sure. I got I, it. I thought I'd miss, for a second there, I thought I'd miss a news story. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> it's a, so, what do you guys think of this news story about Paul McCartney putting together a new. Beatles song using AI. Uh, I mean, I hadn't heard it. Tell me about it. I, I, I don't I, know. I just saw the headline today, and I I immediately washed it from my memory. I don't want to hear it. Wasn't yeah. that long ago that they had a Beatles song that they had completed, right? With uh, flying like it, a bird. Was it Julian and Lennon or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Or it was one of the, like one of the kids. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't. Or maybe Sean Lennon. I don't remember. I saw the article. I didn't read it either. Because I, uh, I, I, you know, I, I think I think that it's interesting, but at the end of the day, it ain't real. It's gimmicky. Yeah. So yeah, it does seem. Uh, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. When you run something through the production, I mean, look at Steely Dan. I, I love Steely Dan, and then I, I listen to it, and I sometimes think to myself. How much really am I hearing that wasn't processed and auto-tuned and everything like crazy here? You know, but ultimately it started with live musicians in the studio. They may have prettied it up, but overdubbed well, and things. Well, yeah, sure. so did Millie Vanilli, though. I mean, Millie Vanilli uh, was artists, you know. Well, yeah, artists. the problem with Millie Vanilli was it wasn't so much that the music wasn't artistry. It was. It was a puppet show. Yeah, right. It right? Was, you know, it's uh, uh, <laughs> Millie Vanilli is still my favorite live act. Yeah, Mil- <laughs> Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli was sort of AI before there was AI, right? You know, it may have, they may have taken the real music and then created animation for it, almost. You know, you know, it was, uh, it was so. AI without the A. It right, right. I, it was just it was just artificial. Yeah. So without the eye. Yeah. So I mean. But I, I mean, my point is when you throw a voice, like I can't sing. I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. And that's what my mom told me. And she was right. Uh if you put me through an auto-tune, then yeah, I can sing any part across the spectrum, right? So what good is that? What what does that really mean? Why do we need musicianship? On any level at that point. I agree with you. I mean, are are we to the point where we could have computers as long as someone can input what the music's supposed to be, have a computer? Is that person an artist? Right. Uh, Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, are producers uh, artists? Well, yeah, at at a certain point. Because I mean, the the, the engineers. If you can do artificial intelligence to make a new Beatles song, 
Yeah, I mean, the engineers at the studios were back in the day, right? The guys were working the boards and stuff like that. That was a performance to move stuff in and in and out, you know. It certainly contributed. Yeah. I mean, let's talk Pink Floyd for a second. Can you imagine what their stuff would have been without someone who was an engineer adding in the extra layers or not? You know. Well, uh, Alan Parsons became famous because – he was a great engineer. Engineer, right? right? Yeah. Rick Rick Rubin became famous because he was a great engineer. Yeah. But at a certain point, I I agree with you guys a hundred percent, and I think there are producers, engineers out there that contributed to the art. But then at a certain point, it kind of stops being art in my mind. Right. Well. It- at some point, let's say it becomes a bit of a science, okay? Because it becomes kinda, a business. Yeah, well, it does become a business. That's true. Maybe business is a better term than a science for it because you know, and I and I get that. And the record labels are paying the money for this. They want something that can be released and they can make a profit off of. Sure. It's not they're in business. So I mean, American Idol. Back in the day, wasn't Simon Cowell, wasn't he the guy who worked for the record label? So that's why right. he was the one trying to make certain whoever and won the thing was, was brutal. Right. That's because he wanted to make certain whoever got to the end was someone that they could package and sell. And, so, and, you know, and that had the core artistry. They had what it needed to, to be a pop star. Right. Spit shine it. And, yeah. And many of the people that he kicked off became far more famous than the people that that's true but to the end he was he was working on making a pop star and uh at that time i don't know if country music was pop it very much is now in my opinion right but you know it's i don't know i I just i i'm not i'm not going to grab a sign and go protest the new beatles song i just don't think i'm going to listen to it i won't listen to it i won't buy it yeah uh, you know, I had kind of the same thing when Pink Floyd's the final album came out, the um, Endless River. Uh-huh. That was, I I waited over a year before I finally listened to it because I had the internal debate: is this really a Pink Floyd thing at this point? And, right. You know, and I think in the end it was. But you it mean was, because Roger wasn't there? No, it wasn't because Roger was because they had just taken bits of unrecorded or recorded stuff from the keyboardist that had passed Rick Wright uh, Rick Wright had passed away and created an album around the unreleased material they had uh, of his stuff to that point it was still live people oh yeah no it definitely created the music it definitely was I'm I'm not saying that yeah but you know, I, I had that debate. Is this really Pink Floyd or is this them just, you know, trying to. That's a good question. You know, just trying to make an extra buck here at the end. Right. In the end, I think it was Pink Floyd after listening to it. It was very. It, or at yeah. the very least, it was David Gilmore playing over samples. Right. It was live, that. Live it was samples. that. It was that. Yeah. So. Which ain't bad. No, it wasn't. It was. I enjoyed I'd pay, it. I'd pay fucking money to hear it. I enjoyed <laughs> yeah. it. I definitely enjoyed it. So it's. I I was actually just hurting myself by not listening to it, and I would probably <laughs> listen to the Beatles song. I may listen to it once and go, yeah, you know, and that's not it. Did you so. throw a noose around your neck and hang yourself in the closet? And I, have, off I have not. I have not no. found a musical musician that I found worth hanging myself. <laughs> over so it's uh, no i i i i assume that the beatles song is probably pretty good well it's from paul mccartney it was just an uncompleted song right that they had lying around somewhere so and they they uh, just added it in it's probably really good uh there's no doubt in my mind that it's so you had some ai came in and said okay pretend you're george harrison how would you add right guitar to this or if you're john lennon what would you do well and and you know, let's, I mean, Paul McCartney's, however old he is, he's still pumping out albums, uh, uh, but, and obviously making a lot of money off of them. But 
Honestly, I haven't listened to anything that Paul McCartney produced since the 80s, since the Wings era, and maybe maybe the Michael Jackson stuff, maybe the uh, Stevie Wonder collaboration. But other than that, it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I haven't enjoyed his solo stuff for a while now, I'll be perfectly honest with you. McCartney turns 81 in four days. Yeah, It's just putting cans of bean on the shelf. <laughs> I yeah. doubt he's eaten beans in a very. I was going to say, I think oh, McCartney yeah, probably has more money than any of us will ever see. So that's, that's the way uh, they get bought. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, slapping shit on the shelf and selling it to the mass public. Now, do we know? Does Ringo have a say in this Beatles song coming out, or is this just Paul doing it? I never saw Ringo's name associated I, with it, but I didn't read uh, in depth. I mean, it, it'd be one thing if like Ringo and Yoko and. Um, George's estate and all said, Yeah, right. let's let's do this. Yeah, you I don't know. know what the I don't know what the legal status is of anybody. Yeah. Let's re-release all the Beatles albums one more time in a big box set, and we're gonna slap this son of a bitch on the end of it. Well, that's probably what they would Sell do. Tell them again. Yeah. yeah. Now now yeah. if they were to if they were to take everything back in, take all the masters, you know, reproduce everything. And you know, run run it run shit through a computer and and tidy it up and whatnot. I'd probably buy that shit. $250 and I'd probably buy it. I I did buy a select few of the last Beatles reissues, the reissues. remasters. Right. Okay. And only a select few. Because I've I've bought them all so many times. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tom, how big is your record collection? Uh, is it a wing of the house yet? Is it the yeah, at the estate there? It's a new house. It, <laughs> well, a lot of it has been digitized. So I've got crates and crates full of CDs. I've, and, uh, you know, probably upwards of maybe twelve to 1,500 albums, vinyl, only fifteen hundred. Yeah, because the vinyl, I'm very only. select in what I buy. Very okay. select. That's the why CDs, it's only fifteen hundred. That's why it's only fifteen hundred because he's very yeah. selective about what he buys. I reckon. So, Tom, I, I'm going to tell you a little secret. There's only one vinyl album that I currently own. What's that? Dark was that Dream the Theater Moon. one that you sent me? That's a housewarming gift. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, I still need to get a record player. (laughs) 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 Otherwise, it's pretty decoration, you know. Those, um, those dream theater uh, live bootlegs are very well produced. No, quality vinyl. I listened to it streaming, the streaming version. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. So even better on vinyl, even better. All right. I we, mean, you know, guitars and music. I don't. I don't go out to bars. I don't play golf. I. I don't have expensive cars. I just enjoy music. You. Yeah, I suppose there's nothing wrong with that. To, I just use my I'll Amazon to, Schluss I'll, fund. I have to talk to my reverend and find out if that's okay. But you know, so. <laughs> oh wait, I am a reverend. Your mom. You. You I are am a reverend. reverend so yeah. That's <laughs> a. I've got, I've got, and and I didn't spend a penny on these. They were all Amazon slush fund. I've got four of the Yuli John Roth Scorpions remasters from uh, this year that were just released showing up on Friday. I can't wait. Well, that's some good all stuff right. right there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to confuse this a little bit, guys. No, uh, it's too late I, for I, that. I looked, I, I looked into what Paul McCartney was talking about with AI. So there was a recording of John Lennon that had a lot of noise in the background. There was a piano, there was a guitar, and there's Lennon singing. And they said, we just want the voice. So they pulled the voice off. And that then they mixed that voice with other other things, them singing and what have you. Is it so got Yoko they, on background? 
I hope so. That would be Man, awesome. I hope so. Yeah. So okay. the AI, the, so the AI, AI was not creating new music. It uh, was subtracting. It was subtracting. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that might that's, be okay. That, then. That's that's fine. That's perfectly fine. I was thinking it was, hey AI, would you? Right, it gets our piece for this that right. George Harrison yeah. would play it too. Yeah, that's what it, I thought yeah. too. But I mean, that's, that's what I thought too. Yeah, that's that's what we get for just looking at the uh, headline and not actually reading the article. <laughs> now, fuck that. I, I'm <laughs> still skeptical. I'm still not I reading may, the damn article. Right. Yeah. I may listen to it, but we'll see. <laughs> okay, right. I am changing minds on this podcast. How about that? <laughs> How about that, Brett? All right, good job. <laughs> But you still didn't give us any of your fucking lasagna, and we're pissed off about that. <laughs> so, I should have been baking lasagna while we were doing this. The I whole was thinking time. about that. That would have been a time. first. You're yeah, second lasagna second. for a podcast. Before we ended the first time. What was it the first time? You did a lasagna the first time. Oh, I thought so. Yeah, this yeah. Would be yeah. the second lasagna. Yeah, yeah, that would have been the first. Yeah, you were oh, baking yeah, one yeah, yeah. once before. Right. Yeah, I want to see you lay your meat. <laughs> over those noodles I, I really don't I really don't it's, all right uh, so at that point I'm going to say gentlemen I think it might oh, be time for us oh, to no, say no. good night oh no 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 before we get out of here since we were talking about old guys and music I want to ask you guys if you're making a country re- record album and you're older what would be the name of your band Ah. By I'm cat just gonna go out on a whim. I'm gonna say the bootlickers. The bootlickers, okay. Bootlickers. How about Los Viagros? Los Viagros is good. Brett. So today I started a sentence, no joke, a serious sentence with, "I have not examined your atus, but <laughs> <laughs> I started a sentence with that." <laughs> So, that would be that's the name of my band <laughs> okay i'm not examined your anus i'm gonna go with buck naked and the saggy balladeers so that's <laughs> <There you go. laughs> that'll do it <laughs> all right buck on naked. that note i'm gonna go get another piece of pizza there you go <laughs> all right gentlemen nothing Thanks, y'all nothing but autoerotic gold we recorded for an hour and 40 minutes and i don't know if you're going to get 20 minutes out, out of it 10, yeah. 10 to 15 minutes max oh, all right geez. see you talk to you later yeah. Hey everybody, thanks for sticking with us as we went on our roundabout circle of talking about again with Ella Fitzgerald and Joe Pass. Make sure you come back next time when we talk about the album Church Street Blues with Tony Rice. Until then, I hope all your late nights are good ones.